You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Dear loving Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks for this day and ask that you would please meet us here as we open your word and as we look at it. Help me to speak clearly and faithfully that your name may be glorified. And this we ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. As you're doing so, would you please turn back a page to the Deuteronomy reading. Uh, that's the passage I'm going to be focusing on this morning. Well, every day we make so many different decisions, don't we? Experts say that we make about, the average adult makes about 35,000 remotely conscious decisions each day. Now, some of these choices are frivolous. Will I have another scoop of ice cream? Will I watch another episode before I go to bed? But others are more important. Which job will I take? Which school will I send my kids to? Now the great wizard Dumbledore, he tells young Harry Potter, it's our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. Now there's a little bit more complexity to us than just our choices, but Dumbledore is right in telling Harry that they are important. In this life, our choices have huge implications. Through a series of choices, a young boy who once lived in a small town of Barrie in the state of New South Wales in Australia, who as an eight-year-old would walk through that town to the local bakery and buy a family loaf of bread, somehow that small boy has become a 30. 34, I keep trying to say 33, I'm 34, 34-year-old man with a wife and a son who now lives 9,000 miles, or if you're measuring rightly, 14,000 kilometers away from that small town. Well, in our passage today, Moses lays out a choice for the people of Israel. It's a simple choice, life or death, blessing or curse. Now, as you can imagine, Moses encourages them to choose life so that it might go well for them. Well, to set the scene of our passage in the story of the Bible, where in Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Bible, and it's the fifth and final book that Moses wrote. And our passage meets the people of Israel in the middle of nowhere. They've been wandering the desert wilderness for 40 years, and as they near the end of that 40 years of wandering and the end of Moses' life, they're in the region of Moab, on the eastern banks of the Dead Sea. They are right on the cusp of entering into the promised land. The land that God had promised to give them right back at the beginning. They can see it. They can uh, almost touch it. I'm sure they could probably smell it. And so Moses gathers all of the people of Israel together. And he gives his third and final sermon. And he reminds them of the commitment that they have made to God. And the commitment that God has made to them. Well, in our verses, Moses tells Israel that they have a choice to make. As they enter into the land that God is giving them, there are two options for them, which lead to two ways to live. They can either choose the way that leads to life or the way that leads to death. Well, in verses 15 and 16, Moses lays out the case that they, of why they should choose life. Look at these verses again with me. And Moses said to all Israel, the words which the Lord commanded him. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command to you today, 
by loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways, and by keeping His commandments, and His statutes and His rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. The choice for Israel is will they obey God or not? If they obey, then they shall live. Look at what this obedience involves. By loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways, by keeping all His commandments and statutes and rules. If Israel does all of this, then they shall live and multiply. The Lord will bless them in the land that He's giving them. Now what God desires most for Israel is not just merely outward obedience, but for them to love Him. God loves them abundantly. He's shown them that constantly throughout their history. He just asks that Israel would love Him too. That they would love Him above all others. And the shape that this love takes is that they would listen to Him and do what He says. Now just the other day, I was in the kitchen with my wife Rachel and my son Jonathan and we were cooking chicken in the oven uh, and foolishly I chose to open the oven door with Jonathan, Jonathan standing right next to me. Now don't worry, he wasn't harmed in the making of this illustration. But all that Jonathan wants to do right now, he's 19 months old and all he wants to do now is copy what his dad does. So because I opened the oven door, he wanted to open the oven door. Oven door. And so I had to plead with him to listen to me, telling him that the oven was hot and that he couldn't touch it. Now that pleading was more yelling at him and the result was much crying. But at the heart of it, my desire for Jonathan was that he would listen to his father, listen to me, and do what I said for his benefit so that he wouldn't perish. Well, in the next verses, Moses lays out the case for death. If Israel doesn't listen they will surely perish. Look at verses 17 through 19 with me. But if your heart turns away, and you are not here, but you are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over to the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Now Moses states it pretty plainly here. If their hearts turn away, if they don't listen, if they worship and serve other gods, then it will not go well for them. And they will be taken out of the land and they will die. Notice again that this, is, this isn't just about moral actions. It goes much deeper than that. It's about shaping one's whole life, the head, the heart and the hands, around the worship and service of God. Israel has a real choice to make. Will they choose life and goodness, blessing and abundance, loving the Lord their God and walking in His way? Will they choose death, worshipping other gods and serving them, which will ultimately lead to their perishing and removal from the, Lord, from the land the Lord had given them? Well, Moses, their leader and their pastor, stands before them and encourages them. He urges them, choose life. Look at the rest of verse 19 and 20 with me. Therefore, choose life, that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying His voice, holding fast to Him, for He is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. 
Choose life. It's that simple. Love the Lord your God. Obey his, obey his voice. <clears throat> Hold fast to him. In doing so, you will choose the good life. You will live long in the land which God has already promised to give to you. Now, I really feel for Moses here because I make that same plea every time I step into this pulpit. Choose life. This choice, when we put it into the context of the Bible, is much more than just about Israel's obedience. It's about their faith. God has provided this land for them, which they're about to enter into. He's sustained them throughout the wilderness, giving them manna and quail. God has proven to be abundant in His grace towards them. The question is, will they trust in Him? What we see throughout the rest of the Old Testament is Israel choosing the way of death. Though they may desire to follow after God and worship Him alone, time and time again Israel turns away from God and they choose the way that leads to death. This is not a new problem for Israel. This is a problem that impacts every human being. God gave this same choice to Adam and Eve in the garden. It's the same choice that we are presented with in our psalm today. You can either choose to associate with the wicked, which is the way of doom, or you can choose to walk in the way of the righteous, which leads to prospering. And you and I face this same choice today. Will we worship and obey God, which leads to life? Or will we worship other gods, which aren't really gods at all, but mere idols, and which only leads to our death and destruction? And you know, Moses is absolutely right. Disobedience to God only ever leads to death. There's a reason why God gives us His commands and tells us the right way to live. It's because He is God and He knows all things. He is the source of life. And following Him really does lead to the good life, to abundance, to joy and to great blessing. When God is at the center of your life, when He is the one that you worship, when all of your decisions all of your choices are directed and guided by Him. That is the way of life and peace. But we face the same problem as Israel, don't we? We continually choose the way of death. Because of our sinfulness, we constantly choose to live life our way, turning away from God and turning to the things of this world to give us life. Well, the good news is that God has chosen life for us by giving us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Where Israel failed, where you and I fail, Jesus succeeded. Throughout His entire life, He was obedient to the Father. Not once did His heart turn away. Not once did He fail to listen to, to God. On no occasion did He ever turn His heart away from God and worship and serve other gods. He's the only person in all of history to always make the right choice. And yet, he chose the way of death that you and I might have life. Now what I mean by that is that Jesus didn't choose to disobey God the Father, but that Jesus chose to die for us. He chose to die in our place so that he might take the consequences for our disobedience, the consequences of our bad choices unto himself. Through his death and resurrection, even though we have made the wrong choice time and time again, we have been forgiven. 
and we are brought into a right relationship with God. On the cross, Jesus died so that we might have life and have it abundantly. He says as much in John 10.10, he says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Well, just like Moses, I stand before you this morning and urge you, encourage you to choose life. And maybe this is your first time hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. And if it is, then I want to encourage you to choose Jesus today. Put your trust in him and ask for his forgiveness that you might have life, which he so graciously and freely gives to you. Maybe you have already put your faith in Jesus. You've already counted as among those whose names are enrolled in heaven in the book of life. If that is you today, then I encourage you also to choose Jesus, to choose life. And what I mean by that for you is that you would continue to die to this world, to put to death your own sinful desires and and selfishness, and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. This is what we call repentance. We, We don't just repent at the moment of salvation, but repentance is a process of daily death. The world, our flesh, and the devil, they're trying to sell you death and curse. I'm here to tell you, don't buy it. Jesus is the only one that will give you life. The only one that can satisfy you and give you peace. So seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added to you. Well, Dumbledore is right. It's our choices that show who we really are. But the good news is in Jesus Christ, we're given a second chance, a do-over for he has made a choice for us. He chose death so that we might have life and have it abundantly. Let us pray. Dear loving Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks that even though we so constantly choose death, you have chosen to give us life in your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask, Lord, that you would, by the power of your Holy Spirit, keep our eyes, our hearts, and our minds fixed on him, that we might choose him and choose life. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us for one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.